Dotnet Rocks episode 686 with guest Christian Labardo. Recorded live Tuesday, August 2nd, 2011. This episode is brought to you by Telerik and by Franklin's.net, training developers to work smarter. And now offering video training on Silverlight 4 with Billy Hollis and SharePoint 2010 with Sahil Malik. Order online now at franklins.net. And now here are Carl and Richard. Thank you very much and welcome to .NET Rocks. It's Carl and Richard and we're here for you twice a week. Yes, we are. More than that if you're hitting the archives. <laughs> mm. Well, we're coming up on show 700, my friend. So going through the archives now is a months-long exercise. You know, I'm going to try to coordinate the release of the Franklin Brothers album, Lifeboat to Nowhere, with show 700 somehow. I love that idea. Wouldn't that be good? And it happens to be that show 700 is going to line up nicely around build. So I think we're going to probably have to be at a party around build. Recording that show. There's definitely something going on with us at Build. We can't really say what because we really don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Build sold out, and they haven't released any sessions, any nope. speakers, any anything. <laughs> it's just this big shroud of mystery. Wow, it's so Apple-y. It is very. You know, I was just thinking that <laughs> it's so black turtleneck and secrecy, and is that what we've come to now? Apparently, we have. Oh man. Hey, let me uh, break you into Better Know Framework today. All right, what do you got? Well, I thought I would go over some HTML5 tags. Cool. Because HTML5 adds some new tags. We've talked a little bit about some of them on the shows here and there, but nothing really major. So let's go into it. I'm talking about the audio tag now. Okay. This is where you get a little player or an audio player, the implementation is going to be different from browser to browser, but essentially you have the ability to have controls in a perfect world, and you can just put the source in there and the type. So here are some attributes. You have the autoplay tag, which specifies whether it should start playing as soon as it's ready. A controls tag that specifies whether controls should be displayed. A loop tag, whether it should start over again. Basic stuff, right? Yeah. A preload tag which uh, specifies whether or not the audio should be loaded when the page loads, and then, of course, a source tag. But there's, uh, you know, there's differences in browsers between what types of audio they'll play. As we learn in an upcoming show here, or maybe it was a past show, I can't remember when. What show was that we talked to uh, about the audio formats in HTML5 and video formats? Just uh, yesterday. I it was, was that Ray Bango show? No, it was just yesterday. Just, oh, yesterday, that was Tatum. Yeah. That's next week's show. All right. So next week, you'll hear in Tatum Odie's show that uh, n- not every browser supports everything. There are browsers out there that support HTML5 that don't support MP3 audio. Right. So there you go. You'll you'll have fun with that. Yeah, good luck. The audio tag. Know it, learn it, love it. Know it, learn it, love it. Richard, <laughs> who's... Who's talking to us, man? Uh, I got a good one for you. You're going to like it. Uh, the subject line uh, ties into what you were just talking about. The subject line is, Better Know a Framework has procreated. What have you been doing over there? My goodness. Oh, no. Dear Richard and Carl, and in I got to say parenthetically, it says here, salutation order randomly chosen with a mathematically correct random number <laughs> generator that was properly seated. <laughs> I don't know that I believe you, but thank you anyway, Sean. That's awesome. Uh, and here's his actual email. 
Uh, yes, the well-loved Better Know a Framework segment has reproduced, spawning two humble blogs that owe their inspiration to BKAF and possibly also replicate the perspiration that goes into each of its episodes. Mm-hmm. Inspired by BKAF's goal of sharing a tiny bit of the .NET goodness with developers in each episode, the C-Sharp and WPF blogs on 2000things.com, that's 2000things.com, mm-hmm. try to share a little bit of .NET knowledge in each post, delivered in small, bite-sized morsels. Because I'm even crazier than Carl, each of the blogs delivers a little tidbit each weekday rather than merely twice a week. Oh, man. So that means he's doing 10 of those a week. That's crazy. That's a keener. That's crazy. (laughs) I'm sending you this note not as a plug, even though I got one, Yeah. but to genuinely thank you for the gift of inspiration that led to the creation of these blogs and to roundly curse you for being the direct cause of a blogging addiction that consumes so much of my time and energy. I was honestly hoping that the unholy urge to share my love of .NET with fellow dev geeks on a daily basis would pass after a few weeks and I could get on with my regularly scheduled life. But I'm sorry to say that both blogs have been spewing out material on a daily basis for more than a year and show no signs of slowing down. Oh, man. Thanks again to both of you for sharing your .NET infatuation with the rest of the world for nearly nine years. Is that what this is? Infatuation? This is. this is an infatuation. <laughs> it's, a, it's an obsession, I think. Mm-hmm. You are gods of .NET and teachers of men and suitably geeky women. And that's from Sean Sexton. We're also holders of .NET Rocks coffee mugs. <laughs> we will send one to you. <laughs> Actually, we're going to give Sean his pick because that was just so much ass kissing we can't take it. <laughs> so, Sean, go to the store and take your pick. Anything you want. Go man. nuts. We'll, go nuts. We'll send it to you. And I will put the links to 2000 Things on the show so that people can find them. Because uh, it's very cool stuff. Very He's done cool. a lot of work here to talk about these nuggets of the .NET framework. And we love it. We love it when people are inspired by us. And, of course, you're serving the community at the same time. It's a wonderful thing. Inspiring us back. Yep. Our guest today is Christian Labardo. Christian is passionate about content management in general and Swedish systems for doing this in particular. He is also the main contributor of N2CMS, an open source system enjoyed by developers for its great code-to-signal ratio. Welcome, Christian. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. So you're a CMS wonk, are you? CMS monk. Wonk. Wonk. Yeah. Yeah, either one, Enthusiast. Oh, a CMS monk, too, you are, then. (laughs) (laughs) You hide out in the monastery and... So, So tell us about N2CMS. How did that start? Uh, actually, I uh, wanted to do a website. So I looked at some CMS and I thought I could do it better myself. Has that happened to you? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly reinventing the wheel. I made a website. I had an idea on uh, how I liked to engineer it, mm-hmm. design it. And that was um, to put uh, all the stuff, uh, the administration of the CMS into code, text files that uh, I can check in and version control and so on. Mm-hmm. So uh, I split... Uh, the page of the CMS into a model 
and uh, created a template in just a normal ASPX web forms page. And uh, I think five years ago that it was quite, it wasn't so common to do it like that. What do you mean exactly that you're using text files? Well, you know... I'm not sure exactly what you mean. If you, if you make a business application, you, you create your models in, in classes. But uh, that's not so common for CMS. It's very common that you administer, tweaks things in a browser. Right. And uh, I... Uh, I like the idea of uh, interacting with the CMS using code. Okay. Yeah, because most CMSs I know of are, are fairly, well, they're like SharePoint-like, right? They've got a great big framework and, and, and very little code flexibility to them. Right, lots of UI. So as to avoid the whole having to write lots of code problem. Yeah, so uh, I like to write code, but not too much. So uh, basically, uh, what you make is a class. There's an inheritance there. You can inherit from um, base class, and you put some attributes on on properties and on the class, and uh, you get uh, all uh, CRUD experience. And then you're free to concentrate on on the UI of the public website. And it, it works pretty good, well, I think. Well, it's certainly popular. We did get requests from our listeners to learn more about N2CMS. Oh, that's nice. So does it, it sounds like you're approaching on ORM territory there. Yeah, actually, I, I partly did this because I wanted to learn about Enhibernate. Okay. Which I've been using ever since. It's five years ago, uh, I experimented with it and learned about Enhibernate. And um, there's a great polymorphic feature in, in a hibernate, which I use in N2. So you can uh, reduce the amount of code even further by by uh, inheriting from your own models and, and have a, a content structure, a definition of, of how the, the model looks. Well, then uh, I started to learn about uh, unit testing and I discovered how uh, how evil static methods are in general. Mm-hmm. So I started to learn about uh, separation of concerns and splitting my code into units that make sense okay. and uh, were testable. Yeah, there's still a, a UI aspect to this in terms of for, for managing content, right? I mean, it's not all code. There is a UI aspect, and uh, uh, there's the whole idea is to to uh, express how how what kind of uh, data you wanna manage, and then uh, have a UI, a management UI that takes care of that completely, so you can concentrate on the public website. So you get all kinds of features in uh, in the management UI, and it's editing, versioning, mm. translating, and uh, all those kinds of usual CMS things that you, you want on, on a website. 
So, so just um, just give us a, a a brief overview of what a content management system does, and and how we would go about using this in a in maybe a simple project. Give us a give us a walk through where we can actually see what your tools are doing behind the scenes. Okay, so you have a website, and uh, you want to uh, have your non technical people update it for you, right? Or the other way around, they want your help building the website and creating a really slick experience but don't have the skills to do it. So the CMS is the is a way to reuse a bunch of existing functionality that's been created before and add your own nice uh, interfaces and, and customer-specific features and uh, have a really easy experience for the the users, the managers of the site, so they can um, keep it up to date all the time. And um, in terms of N2 CMS, it's a, it's a system that builds uh, nodes. Uh, you have a hierarchical structure of uh, content items, and uh, you get things like uh, navigation helpers that you can put in your in your templates to create a navigation and and you can just concentrate on coding and uh, the managers and the content editors can concentrate on the content. I always worry when we mix developers and, and a CMS system that it is you don't want developers involved in maintaining the website. How do you keep them the, the non-tech people from having to keep call the developers to make changes? Well, you uh, use N2CMS. That, that's the whole point, is that N2CMS keeps that line clear? I've focused on two groups, really, in N2CMS, and uh, that's the developers and the content editors. And uh, they work together to create the perfect website for the, uh, the visitors of the site. So the, the, main, the main thing is to create... Um, Functionality. So, as a developer, you create um, you create templates and you create functionality, and uh, the managers decide when to use it and what content to put in it, and uh, certain parameters that you that you allow them to, to configure in the UI. So, how how much control do they have over the look of the UI, or is that all developer? Well, it's. In, in N2CMS, the developer is pretty much in charge of the general layout. As a, as a content editor, you can choose to, to put parts in certain zones. So you can have a, a main, main content region where you, where you store the, the main text, the article. And then you can drag, drag and drop, uh, functions, features that are, um, optional on that page. So what are the sorts of things you can drag and drop? Well, it's uh, in the, in the web forms world it's user control. So you can you can uh, you can make your own features so you can right. use uh, the templates there's stuff like polls and forms and um, just general text uh, links and, and listings and stuff like that. But these are things that the developers do. So they, the editor comes to developers and says, hey, we really want to put a poll on the home page. Can you put it down the right side? A dev needs to do that. 
a dev needs to enable either use templates that are exists already or uh, create the poll functionality and then right. the editor can choose to put it on whatever page they like to. Oh, I see. So the the editor does get to lay out the page, but the functionality is initially built by the developer. Yes. And then the content of the poll itself is totally the editor. Yes. Now, and polls to me are particularly interesting. It's something that Carl and I have to do all the time. How do you store that poll data and how do you report against it? Well, um, in case in the existing templates, we have a poll functionality, and in that case, we just store the the number of uh, clicks on a certain option in the content as content items, right. just as it would a normal page. So it's, it's very the system is very flexible in terms of what kind of data you can store in it. It's 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 like a dictionary. What kind of database does it use on the back end? Well, it uses an Hibernate for abstracting the database, and you can use most SQL databases like SQLite or SQL CE for embedded databases and SQL Server and MySQL and so on. That's great. Yeah, I think many people use MySQL because it's free. Yeah, cheap option. Um, and and of course, the whole thing is open source. What about uh, using jQuery? What about it? Well, can you? Is it easy sure. to use? You're, well, you're, um, you're, well, actually, NT uses jQuery in itself, so you might find it all there already if you start using it. Okay. But uh, the, the concept of M2 is to give you, give you control over the template. As a developer, you, you decide how you want the template to look, what, what kind of tools you want to use. Cool. And then so it provides uh, a number of, of um, a toolkit of, of uh, helpers to, to put content on that template. So, for example, in, in the MVC version, you can there's a bunch of HTML extensions you can use to, to put the, the content where you want it to be. And also, these extensions, they render... When you, when you enter the management area, this extension renders some extra markup that can be used to, to have a nicer editing experience. This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by Telerik Just Decompile. Recent developments in the .NET world have opened up a niche for a free .NET decompiling tool. If you, like so many other developers, have been looking for an alternative .NET decompiler, you'll most certainly welcome the launch of Just Decompile a powerful tool which promises to stay free forever. Currently in beta, Just Decompile offers effortless .NET decompiling and assembly browsing, innovative code analysis and navigation, side-by-side assembly loading, auto-updating, and better decompiling accuracy. A product by leading .NET vendor Telerik, Just Decompile has an aggressive release schedule and a roadmap based on community feedback. You can visit the Just Decompile feature suggestion forum to let Telerik know what features you'd like to see added to Just Decompile or vote for one suggested by your peers. The official version launch is expected this summer, 2011. Go to Telerik.com .NET Decompiling and remember to thank them for supporting .NET Rocks. So what do you think really makes N2CMS different from, I mean, there's so many CMS solutions out there. What's distinctive about this one? I think one fact 
that that's quite distinctive is the the idea that to store defin- definition of the content in code and uh, really enable users to to create uh, strongly type strongly typed models that integrate with the CMS and are made editable in the management part. So rather than having data, the sort of metadata approach that I, I mean, I've seen in big CMS systems, you have this huge metadata infrastructure data about how the pages should be laid out. That's just all in code for you. Yes. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's the way I want to do it myself because uh, um, it's, it's the level of control I, I'm comfortable with when I develop sites. I got to also think that this has the advantage of being able to integrate with an existing ASP.NET app pretty easily. Yeah, you, you can when you can pretty much content enable existing applications. You can install Antu and then let Antu route to your pages and uh, and you just have your normal content inside of those pages. And your normal functionality, and have the let the editors manage the content. And and that's the whole key here, right? Is this idea that I want non-technical people to be able to update this website? Yeah, that's a CMS in a nutshell. You mentioned that you're using attributes on on classes that um, let you uh, let you hook them in. Mm-hmm. What kind of uh, things can we do there? With attributes. Well, you can create a property, and you can say that this is an editable free text area. And then when you manage that uh, particular uh, content item in the management UI, then you get the free text area hmm. that edits that property. Oh, neat. So, and there's a bunch of different options. There's like... Uh, yeah, editable text boxes, URLs. Yeah, you can select other items in, in the hierarchy, images. You can use pretty neat when you upload an image. You can predefine certain sizes of the image that uh, are created automatically. And then you just select an image and the system, you can tell the system which variant of that picture to use. So let's say you've got a, a class of customers or whatever and you got your first name and your last name properties on a on a class you can just put an attribute that says make associate this with a text box and here's the name of it and we want it multi-line or not or whatever yeah that's cool and then you can also create parts as i said before that you can you can create smaller units that you can choose to drag and drop onto a page it's, it works the same it's the same API for those. And that almost opens the door to a third-party market, the ability to put uh, create additional add-ons. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, uh, I haven't really pushed the idea, because I, mostly because I think it's so easy. But uh, there, are, there are some add-ons that people have made. You can download them from enthusiasm.com. Nice. And these are and these add-ons are equal opportunity citizens compared to the stuff that's built in. They, they, there's no difference. Everything's built this way. Yeah, it just it, in terms of N2, it's 
Nadon is just a DLL with some, uh, probably with some uh, UI templates associated with it. And it's, you just put it there and it's picked up and it works. It just works. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> IJW technology. regret saying that. Yeah. Why don't you uh, open Visual Studio and try installing it? What, right now? Yeah. Okay. While he's doing that, uh, Christian, maybe tell us a couple of projects you've worked on, the kind of things you're building with NTCMS. I, I must say it was a while ago I did something with NTCMS. Uh, There's mostly other people who should take credit for, for making good things. There's, sure. There's one really cool, cool site. That, um, uh, I've added a link to the, to the homepage, ntcms.com. Uh, it's a shopping site for dresses. They call it fancy dress outfitters. Uh, it, it's really slick. It's a really slick page. And is, do you have a URL? It's on the on ntcms.com on the right hand side. There's an evaluate. All right. Evaluate um, section. There it is. So fancy outfits. One of the showcases. There it is. I'll add it onto the website as well. I'm downloading. So I mean, I mean I'm looking at this fancy dress site, and obviously it's a it's a costume site. What I like about this is it doesn't look like a CMS at all. A CMS can be can be anything, and uh, I, I, these guys, I think they're very smart. They they integrated a bunch of technologies. To, and used N2 as their CMS platform and, and used, uh, well, they, uh, they really pulled it together in, in this case. So this really is an e-commerce website because they've got, uh, you know, pricing and, and uh, rental opportunities, contact mechanisms and so forth. It's, it's uh, yeah, you I mean, you could have built this in any way and they chose to build it with N2 CMS. Yeah, exciting! Exciting to to be able to have enough control to create a, something like this. I, I'd hate to think what it would take to build this in, say, SharePoint. <laughs> well, you can do anything with anything. I mean, I got to think that it's always a challenge to make a CMS product when you've got this monster that is Microsoft with something that's half the time free. Like, don't don't you get pressure there for use, work in SharePoint versus something else? For SharePoint, I think SharePoint is a document management system more than a content management or a web content management but I, m- I might be mistaken well i think it, i think you you hit on an interesting point which is that microsoft seems to be a little bipolar about what sharepoint actually is sometimes it's content management sometimes it's document management it's confusing to people i think i think when they use sharepoint as a as a website they they have smart smart consultants who know how to use it well right it's not it's not the main target but isn't that true of everything like what do you think the time is for people to get up to speed on n2 cms like learning that set of tools um i don't know probably a few days really that quick you can get up to speed pretty quickly if you if you download the existing templates and then you can when when you use a cms you you buy into a way, um, a way of of doing things that you can uh, you can use that if you want to, and, and then it's been 
proven to work in the past, and, and right. you can get to, up to speed pretty quickly. And it's these philosophical elements of story or structure and code, and uh, the content is uh, in whatever data source you want. Anything else, like philosophically, you really need to think about when you're going into N2CMS? Well, um, I think the most people have trouble installing it for some reason. That's, that's why I made the NuGet package. And I hope that will... The first thing that your readme says is double-click on a batch file that prepares all the dependencies. That took about a minute. And it just... What is it? Just compiling all these things and putting... PNG files. You download the source package, didn't you? Yeah. So uh, when you double click on that bat file, uh, there's, uh, it, it carries over the, the framework onto a, a bunch of examples and, and templates. So it, it's, a, it's a way to keep the code in one place when I, when I make right. the system itself. But if you download some of the template packs or the examples, it's, it's mostly just Control F5. So I've um, I've got Visual Studio 2010, and mm-hmm. I needed to do a conversion. And uh, I basically ventured down into the directory structure of the source directory, and found the um, the web forms templates, mm-hmm. and ran the N2 templates VS 2008 SLN, loaded that up. Converted it, and uh, it's just looking for references to the N2 DLL and and all of those things. And I can mm-hmm. find those, I suppose. What do you, up a do you know? You could see. try something else instead. Yeah. Create a new uh, new project, an MVC three project. All right. Then with the new get, you find out N2 CMS Dynamico. And uh, install that. That's uh, okay. Now that's the way to do it. I've got an MVC project. Now what? You search for N2CMS. Okay. And then you find uh, two projects. Through and you choose uh, N2CMS Dynamico. When you install it, it will reference a bunch of assemblies, and it will. Copy a zip file containing all the management stuff. Okay. And when you later run the project, it will help you install the database. And by default, it's an embedded database. All right. And uh, that's it. You have a website. Boom. And now it's just a matter of applying those uh, attributes. You have uh, a few examples of... uh, how you could make it in in the templates you get with the, the Dynamico. Okay. And um, let's say uh, what you can do in, in uh, Dynamico is you can uh, you can add your own razor files in uh, in the folder Dynamico and themes and default and views and content pages and then those. Uh, those uh, razor files are um, interpreted by uh, N2, and they become uh, content items the, ma- the users can can add to the site. All right, great. And uh, if if you didn't follow all of this, there's a 
a document on CodePlex that uh, explains in it in, uh, with screenshots and tutorials. At Franklin's Net right now, you can get a DVD with over 11 hours of Billy Hollis on Silverlight 4 or 14 hours of Sahil Malik on SharePoint 2010, each for only $6.95. Order online at www.franklins.net. Are you looking to change jobs? Infusion Development has offices in New York City, Toronto, London, Dubai, and Poland. Infusion has hired a whole handful of Happy.net Rocks listeners. Contact me for an introduction at carl at franklins.net. So if you're working in Razor, why would you switch with N2CMS? Isn't everything you need in Razor? Uh, Razor is a templating system, right? Yeah. It says, it says so. And uh, N2CMS has uh, the strongly typed model of uh, creating content. But in uh, in the latest version, I added a new new way of coding. That's uh, uh, I call it template first. So it's still a text file, and uh, you can check it in. But instead of uh, adding uh, properties on the model class, you add it to the view. And uh, it's the the drawback is you don't get intelligence for those things. And but the uh, Flip side, you can. It's very quick to to create add things that, that people can edit directly. Now, I mean, you, Kristen, you're Swedish. How much focus is there on supporting multiple languages in N2CMS, and what do you got to do to make that happen? Um, you have um, a system for managing uh, content translations for content. That's built into the N2. So, uh, in the example, it's already implemented. It, it's up to um, adding some interfaces to your models. And then N2 will discover them and provide you with uh, help with translating and, and help uh, linking to different translations of a page. And the whole translation mechanism is something that content operators can deal with? You don't need developers for that? Uh, no, it's uh, the developers enable the translation feature on their site by implementing uh, an interface on their classes, and it's it's a couple of methods that you need to provide. It's like the name of the language and language code and few things like that. And behind the scenes, are you using the localization features of ASP.NET for let's. When you when you translate a page, you create two different nodes in the system, and uh, for localizing buttons and and stuff that the developer manage the text that the developer adds, then you probably use the resource model in ASP.NET. Right. But if you translate the the content itself, then it's uh, managed by the editors, and it's not the the resource model. That content does it make sense? But it does mean that in if you're going to start creating multiple languages of the site, the developers are going to have to go through all the controls and make sure they're multilingual, and then the content editors actually make multiple content in the different languages. Yes. All right. And, well, uh, that's an important distinction. It's not. I've never found an easy way to make a multilingual website. 
because uh, you need to know a bunch of languages or uh, get editors that do. Yeah, I I can find that the people who can speak the language, it's actually getting all of the content translated correctly. If you've got text and images, you've got stuff in buttons, like uh, there's a different process for each of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess N2 isn't any better in that area, but I remember that that problem because I like uh, solving problems with the system and uh, make things easy. Is there much in the way of workflow built into N2CMS to sort of help people through doing that content piece, getting verification done, approval of new content, that kind of thing? There isn't any email kind of workflow, but you can specify roles for different people. So let's say you have uh, some people who can write and add content to the system, but that are not allowed to publish it. So... If if you allow people to add the content, then you can have another one, another guy who can go in and publish it after they review it. I see. And of course, if you want to get fancy about this, you can always build it yourself, right? Yeah, you could you could pretty easily hook up to, hook up to the events that are in the system and, and send an email and say, hey, uh, you need to do something here. And this project, is, this is all on CodePlex. Are there other contributors besides yourself that are working on it? Uh, not not uh, as uh, often as I do. There are a few a few people who fix bugs and, and add, uh, solve their own problems they, they uh, run into. And then they share uh, their, their forks uh, from GitHub. It's a, it's a really slick uh, way of... Uh, coding socially that you should do a show about and um, and I can reintegrate those changes into the, the main the main fork but um, yeah a few a few guys not not uh, not uh, a lot of them unfortunately well, and it's good to hear an endorsement for GitHub too I've never gotten the sense that GitHub works particularly well with studio. It does. It works really well. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is that it, it it's completely separate from uh, from the file system. You just do your feature, and then you go into a command prompt and say git add dash a, and then it will just collect all your changes and. Uh, Discover if you moved files and and then change things and uh, and then you can just commit it locally and then you can push it to your public repository. It's it's I think it's wonderful. I, I don't know about the Visual Studio integrations that's out there though. I, I haven't tried them. And you kind of sit in the middle of all of this with people making other contributions and are able to easily roll in their contributions to the main build. Yeah, it's uh, it's not much work. It, it's much uh, easier than uh, SVN, or uh, I, don't, I wouldn't even know how to do it with TFS. Probably possible, and probably just a teeny bit more expensive than GitHub. Well, you know, you can get it for free on Codeplex. So it seems to me that a CMS project is something that's never done. 
you know, uh, what's, what's next on your agenda for, for N2? For N2? Well, I have a ever growing to-do list. Yeah. With all the good things I like to put in. Let's open it up and see what, uh, all right. There's, there's a lot of things about performance improvements. It's, it's pretty good performance, but I like to reduce the number of queries to the database. That's I'm sorry, good performance out of something using N-Hibernate? Did I hear that right? Uh. <laughs> you know, N-Hibernate has a completely transparent cache layer that uh, just works. And uh, you can pretty much reduce your your database queries to zero. And uh, I've been using it in N2, and it gives quite good performance. It's at the... The template rendering is much more expensive. Well, and caching works really well in the CMS scenario. And I got to think, because data doesn't change that rapidly in, in content management, the caching is the way to go. Yeah, that's true. I um I just did a DNR TV with Iende on uh, RavenDB. And um, yeah, he's basically implemented a cache on there that every time you make a request, it sends a timestamp. You know, and, and it, if it if it's cached, you'll just get a a three oh what is it three oh four or something like that back from the server, and uh, you just use the local data, so that saves a lot of lot of round unnecessary round trips. Yeah, um, very cool. As, as you say, when you have a, a content site, there's few people editing and many people viewing, so yeah, right. cache is, is a really good alternative. Hey, you know, one area I didn't ask about at all before we run out of time here, uh, the security model. Can I authenticate people against Active Directory? Do I have to roll my own sort of forms-based? What do you do in that scenario? In N2, I use something called uh, membership and role providers in ASP.NET. Okay. And uh, there is some UI for managing users and things like that. And there's also... Uh, a membership provider that stores users as content items in the in the database and to database and uh, so uh, if you want to change it to some active directory membership provider actually i think with iis you can you can use uh, integrated authentication yeah that's so, a, if you're using the membership provider for asp.net that's all built in you get yeah. it for free very nice. It's the way it should be. Yeah, I really try to use good stuff to make things easier. Well, it sounds like you're doing really good things here. And, and uh, it's been a, a, like I say, it's been a popular request. I'm glad we finally got you on the show. Thank you for having me. And uh feel humbled being right between all those smart guys that I usually interview. Yes, pretty much the way we feel all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Christian. Well, thank you. And uh, hope to hear from you soon. Okay, sure will. And we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com.
.com. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers. Online at www.franklins.net. For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds, go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com. Got transmitter bands by the FCC. Yes, I'm a, a